All right. How's everybody feeling? Did you, did you have a good lunch? Good. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I just want to real quickly, my name's Dan and uh, I'm love you being here with us. I want to see how many of you, this is your first time that you've ever been to Desperation. How many of you? Wow. Well, welcome. So excited. Uh, in case, just, I just want to clear up anything in case there's any confusion. My name's Dan. I am my older brother's younger brother. And so for those of you that were wondering how David changes clothes so fastly, I'm actually just a completely different person. And, uh, and so he's not that fast of a clothes changer. But uh, it's an honor to get to be with you and hang out with you. I want to take a little bit of uh, liberty here at the beginning and, uh, and honor someone who's here and just say, uh, give her some love. My mom is here. I don't know where my mom is. Where's my mom? I know you're loud. Stand up and scream. There she is right back there in the back. Everybody, could you give a hand for my mom? She, her and my dad are both my heroes. And really I wanted to do that mostly for those of you that are around her to know why that lady is laughing so much because she will laugh louder than anybody and it won't even be at a joke. So anyway, there's few things that you can know for sure in life. But one thing I know is that I am my mom's favorite. I'm just saying, anybody know their, their, their mom's favorite? I know I'm my mom's favorite. Awesome. Well, hey, we're going to talk a little bit about prayer this afternoon. Is that okay? We've done, a, we've done a lot of praying together this week. We have spent hours in prayer meetings. We've had the, the furnace prayer room going night and day. We've had early morning prayer. We've had these afternoons we're praying together. P- Pastor Glenn talked about prayer. We've, we've talked about prayer and the vow. And I, and, and I want to talk a little bit more this afternoon about our motivation to pray and the reason that we pray. So I want to read from James chapter 4, starting in verse 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. Jesus, we welcome you here today. Jesus, I thank you that your presence is here. I thank you for what you have done this last couple days in each one of our hearts. We ask that you would continue to Open up the scriptures to us. May our hearts burn within us as you speak to us. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as we've talked so much about prayer, as we've talked so much, as we've actually done it a lot, I want to talk about, you know, this, this in James, he's talking about our motivation to pray and, and what's the big deal and why, why, why would we spend so much time talking about prayer? And basically... Real simply, from the beginning, I want each one of you guys to know that prayer is just, uh, uh, you know, kind of the the way, the the word we use when we're talking about just talking with God. And at its core, prayer, I believe, is the most important foundational thing that we can do in our relationship with God. It is what enables us to have a relationship as we are talking with Him. It's so simple, and yet it's so foundational. It's so simple and that it's, it's just talking with him and, and it's just having conversation. And it's so foundational and, and establishing relationship. And yet as I, as I talk with young people and as I, as I as even in my own life have experienced, it's so easy to talk about prayer or to believe that prayer is important or to be someone that, that says that, that we believe in prayer, but to not actually pray ourselves. 
to not actually take the time to do that. It's one thing if, you know, our, our youth pastor sets up a, a meeting where we come together to pray, we'll go do that. Or if, if we're, you know, there's a special time that we're called to do it. Or when we're here together at desperation, we'll pray. But, but in the day in and day out, are we the kind of people that are praying regularly? Are we the kind of people that are talking to God regularly? And, and I hope that the answer is yes. But I know for many of us, there are many days where it's not where we're not taking the time to talk with God. And I believe the reason that that is, is that I think sometimes we simply don't know the real motivation behind why we're praying. James said, when James is writing here, he says, you know, ask and you'll receive. If you don't ask, you don't receive. And when you do ask, you're asking with the wrong motives. I was trying to think of, man, do I ever pray with wrong motives? You know, where would I do that? And I think, you know, it's probably pretty common knowledge around here that my brother and I are Sooner fans. Um, Sooner. And uh, do I have any other, any, Boomer, anyone? Boomer? Good. And uh, I'm, I, I'm a really, really big fan. Like, you know, fan stands for being a fanatic. Like, I, that's, like I'm a little fanatical. It's, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. Uh, you, can, you can ask my wife, Amy. I, I don't, uh, I actually don't, watch games with other people uh, because it's too embarrassing. Uh, I can't, I, I just, I, I enjoy it most if I'm by myself watching a game because I just do really strange things when I'm watching a game. Like, I, I don't know what'll happen, it, what comes over me. I'm normally a very calm person. I'm, very, I, I'm a very happy person. But all of a sudden, if I'm watching a game, I, I'll, I'll like create these dances like something, they'll, Sooners will score a touchdown and I'll find myself in my living room dancing and I'm like halfway through and I've embarrassed myself because I'm like, what am I doing? But I'm like, I'm celebrating and I just keep going, you know, or, or like I'm yelling at, at the TV or, you know, or I'm clapping when something good happens as if my clapping really matters. Like it's on TV and I'm clapping as if that helps. But I just, I feel like I'm a part, you know, like I just, I'm, I, you know, I, I feel bad for the pillows in my living room because those suckers are going all over the room and getting punched like crazy. And I, just, I scare Amy sometimes because I'll punch a pillow and she's like, whoa, what are you? And I'm like, listen, it's your fault for being here. You had to witness it. I warned you ahead of time. But I get a little crazy because I, 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 I'm a little fanatical. And, and uh, you know, like sometimes I've, I've actually caught myself praying about these games. And I'll be watching a game and, and it's like coming down to the end and OU is up by, by one and the other team's in field goal position and they bring their kicker out and they're about to kick a field goal to try and win. And I'll find myself, I'm like, Jesus, please let him miss this. Please let him miss this. I just, I don't know how this whole thing works with sports and if you answer prayers, but I know you love me. So please let him miss this because you love, I'm, I'm like calling out the fact he loves me. I'm asking for him to miss the field goal, you know. And then you start to think about it and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like praying for this 18 year old kid who is like, you know, he he probably just failed chemistry 101 and he's walking out and he's got 60,000 people watching him and he's nervous. And before the game, he got a text message from his girlfriend that was like, have a good, good game with a with a frowny face instead of a smiley face because she did it accidentally, but it messed with his mind. He was like, why not a smiley face? Why would you put a frowny face? No, I'm so messed. What does that mean? Have a good game, frowny face? I'm so confused. 
So he's all confused and he gets out there and, and, and I'm praying for his failure. I mean, he's already a kicker and I'm praying for his failure. I think sometimes in that moment, my prayer probably has some wrong motivation. My motivation for praying right there is for my own good feelings. You know, I'm just like, oh, and then he misses. And I'm like, yes, Jesus, you love me. You know, sometimes we pray with wrong motives. I don't know what yours has been. You know, maybe uh, if you have your driver's license, maybe it's when uh, all of a sudden you see lights in your rear view mirror and, uh, you know, your, your stomach gets cold and your heart starts going, you know, and all of a sudden your prayer life is on fire. And you're just like, oh Lord, please have mercy on me now. My parents cannot know that I'm about to get a ticket, Lord, please. And we just start crying out, God, please. You know, you're going in to take the test and you're like, Jesus, help me on this test. Help me remember everything my teachers ever said because you know I didn't study. And you know I wasn't listening and I haven't taken one note in my entire life. But if you would supernaturally come, Lord, and fill my mind, give me wisdom and understanding. God, I pray for this today in your holy name. And we have a little bit of weird motivation sometimes when we pray. And those are kind of cute and fun, but, but I think sometimes it's a little bit more, uh, it's deeper than that. I, I've found sometimes where I'll actually be praying and it's a serious moment and, and, and maybe, maybe someone's come to me and they're sick and they're like, hey, will you pray for healing? Or, or someone's wounded, maybe they're, they're on crutches and I'm praying and, and I find myself, and I don't mean to do this, but, but sometimes I think it's easy that when we're praying for these miracles, we, we, we do want them to be healed, but, but really we're like, wouldn't it be so cool if I prayed for this person and they got healed? I mean, I think sometimes we just want to be a part of something exciting. And we're like, wouldn't that be awesome if, if when I prayed, God did something? And let me tell you, yes, that is awesome. But in, innately in that, that's a little bit of wrong motivation. Our motivation shouldn't be about us getting to be a part of something cool. Jesus didn't heal people because he was like, oh, this will make people think I'm cool. Jesus healed people because his heart went out to them. He had mercy. He, he felt for them. That's when we, when we need to pray for people, not just so that we can be a part of something cool and big. We love the idea of, of, of we want to pray and, and, and see God do things. And I believe that that is a huge part of who we are called to be. People that pray and see God move. But at the end of the day, I think that has sometimes caused us to have a little bit of a wrong perspective in our prayer life. Because somehow we've, we've started to equate prayer as if it's kind of like a, a, a currency or a bartering system. If I, if I pray enough, then I get this. And I wanna, I'm going to pray for this so that I get this. And, and it's almost as if, oh yeah, the, the, the way that, that prayer works is I ask God for something and then he gives it to me. I remember when I was in 10th grade, I was, uh, I was in some class. I don't remember because... I didn't take any notes or listen to the teacher or study for the test. I just prayed before. And uh, I was talking to one of my buddies and, and he was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing a fast right now. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I didn't even know that you, were, you believed in God. You're fasting? That's awesome. Why, why are you fasting? Oh, you know, I, I want a new car. 
And so I'm going to fast for a little while. Oh, oh, you need a car? Yeah, my car is okay. It works. It's fine. But I just want a new one. I just want like a, a cool car. I was like, oh, great. At least you're fasting, <laughs> you know. But sometimes we have this like, as if like somehow we're going to barter our way into God doing stuff. And we're going to almost like we're like twisting his arm if we just will fast enough. And the reason that I, that I, that I want to I wanna hit on that a little bit is because sometimes I think we've turned praying into wishing. We've treated prayer as if we're just wishing. It's as if God's like some genie that we just get to ask for things and he's going to give it to us. And the problem is with that is that sometimes, as it says in James, we ask for things and we don't see it. And what happens when we ask but we don't see God move. In my experience, I, I, I've seen that many young people are, are gung-ho on the prayer thing. They, they'll come to desperation or they'll come to something like this and they'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna start praying. And they'll go home and they'll pray a little bit. And they'll pray and, and if they see God move, then they'll keep praying. But when they don't see the answer to the prayer, they stop praying. And eventually they kind of begin to get even a little bitter towards prayer. They begin to ask, why? I don't, I don't even know why I should. I don't really, you know, what's, what's the purpose? What's the point? Why pray? I was having a conversation the other day with a guy talking about students on a, on a Christian college campus that were saying, look, I, you know, I just don't get why we should pray. It seems like a waste of time. These are young people who have gone to a Christian college to get a Christian degree that are saying, ah, I don't really know why we should pray. I don't really see the purpose in it. People will say, I don't know. It seems like it's, it's a little bit of a waste of time. It seems like it doesn't really make sense. Isn't there something better we can be doing with our time? And I think that when people start asking those questions, it's not the questions that are bad. It's the, it's the answers that they're looking for. They're looking for the, why should I pray? Oh, because it, when I pray, if I say these words, then I'll get this. They're looking for I, I, the, 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 the answer to be, I want something from God and, and prayer is the way to get something from God. As we've been doing the, the prayer room, the furnace prayer room these last couple of years, and all the people ask me pretty regularly to explain why, like what's the, what's the point? Why are you doing it? Why are you going night and day praying? I don't, I don't get it. What's the point? And I'll, have to, and I'll begin to share the, the why. I was talking to a young lady one time and we were talking about prayer and she just looked at me and she just was like, Dan, I just want to know, like, what's the coolest thing you've ever seen happen because of prayer? And I love those stories. I love the sermons where we talk about prayer and we, we start with saying, here's what was happening and, and then people prayed and here's what we saw God do and there were miracles because of it. I love those stories. But what I don't want is for us to start to live as if prayer is like putting, you know, like, like a Coke machine. You have to put your money in, you push the button and you get the Coke. And it's just every time it's like, we just have this expectation that I do this. And if I do this and I do this, then boom, I get the answer to prayer. And then the one time, you know, that we put our money in and we hit the button and the Coke doesn't come out. We get a little upset. We start shaking that machine, you know, we're like, what's wrong with this thing? And if we do it enough, we stop trying to go after it. My hope, my prayer for you is that you are a man 
and a, or a woman of prayer all the days of your life. That for the rest of your life, you are praying, you are seeking God. In Matthew, 29, or Matthew 12, verse 38, Pharisee came to the teacher, we want to see a miraculous sign from you. And he answered, a wicked and adulterous generation asks for miraculous signs, but none will be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. People were saying, Jesus, we just want to see a sign. We just want to see a miracle. And a lot of times we think, man, if we would just see God do miracles, then if God would do a miracle on our school campus, then all of a sudden I know everybody would come to Jesus. If we would just get this miracle. But the thing is, is throughout history, we've seen lots of miracles. And yet still people can see miracles and not believe. It's not mostly about getting to see miracles. I think if, if we're the kind of person that we begin to ask, I don't know why I pray, I've prayed and, I've, and, and I haven't seen God do anything, so I just don't know if I want to keep going. Our, our, our problem is not mostly with prayer. Our problem is mostly with our perspective of who God is. Here's the thing. I know that when we pray, God answers prayer. I know that when his people cry out, that God does miracles, that God moves. I know that that's true. But I don't think that our primary motivation should be to get things like miracles or to get the blessing. Do you know what our primary motivation is? It's to get God. Our primary motivation is to know him. See, we are finite, carnal, created, normal, regular, weak human beings. And do you know that the infinite, uncreated, almighty, all-knowing, all-consuming, everlasting God wants to talk with you? He has given the invitation to you to hang out, to converse, to have relationship. And because of that, we get to know that our prayers are gonna be answered. It's like this last, uh, this last year, there was, a, there was kind of a craze that swept the nation a little bit. And uh, anybody ever heard of this, this guy? Uh, his name was Tim Tebow. Some of you. I said his name was, actually his name still is Tim Tebow. And uh, yeah, there was this whole craze, you know, and people were like all kneeling down, all taking pictures all over the place, T-bowing and getting crazy and, you know, being like, man, this guy's such a gamer. He's just a winner, you know, and, and he's just, it, it, it just all across the country. It, it seemed like it didn't matter what football team you cheered for. It didn't matter, you know, who you were. It didn't matter if, you know, his Florida Gators destroyed your Oklahoma Sooners. Somehow you just became a fan of Tim Tebow and everybody was a fan of Tim Tebow. I want you to imagine if today Tim Tebow was to walk into this room and walk up and walk up to you and be like, hey, Preston, you want to go hang out? Hey, Angela, you want to go, you want to go grab some coffee? Hey, you, you want, let's, what if we, what if we hung out a little bit? I don't think that most of our response, I don't think we would look at him and be like, Tim, I just don't see the point. Nice of you to be here and everything, but uh, 
what am I really going to get out of it? I don't think most of us would react that way. I think most of us would be like, me? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me to go hang out. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? You know, I think most of us would be like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, if at the very least, we're going to get to ride in a cool car and he's probably going to pay for the coffee, right? I mean, you know, like at the very least, that's a pretty cool deal. I mean, I want you to imagine if that actually don't. Tim, go ahead and come on in. Tim, no, Tim Tebow's not here. You thought Tim was here. You thought he was here. Tim Tebow is not here. That would have been sweet though, wouldn't it have been sweet? I mean, that would have been pretty awesome. And any of you that booed when I said his name would have been a little embarrassed. You'd have been like, oops. <laughs> You're like, not a Bronco fan or a, Jet, or a Giants. Who does he play for now? New York somewhere. Jets. I want you to picture. That's a, that's a regular person. That's a regular dude. He's just a human being. And we freak out when celebrities walk in. We would freak out if some celebrity would want to hang out with us. What should our hearts do? What should our response be when the eternal creator God gives us the invitation to hang out with him, to talk with him? Our response should always be, yeah, I would love to. If you take notes and you want to title this, uh, this talk here, I'm titling this today, OMG, you want to talk with me? I mean, oh my God, my God, you want to talk to me? How big of a deal is that? That your God who created you, who has known you, he's existed for all of eternity past. He is seated enthroned. He knows everything. And he wants to hang out with you. Jesus said that in John, he said that his sheep, he said he's a good shepherd and his sheep hear his voice. Jesus is talking to you. Jesus wants to hang out with you. We have been given the invitation to spend time with him, to know him. And that's all prayer is. That's what I said earlier. Prayer, the simplicity of prayer is we get to talk with God. We Get to talk with God? What? That's crazy. It doesn't make sense. We don't think we deserve it because realistically we shouldn't. But yet he is so excited about you. And he so cares about you that he wants to hear from you. He wants to hear you. He, he, listen, he, he knows what's going on, but he wants you to share with him what's it going on in your heart. He's interested. And do you know that he's thinking about you? Psalm 139 says that he has more thoughts about you than there is sand on the beach. That's a lot of thoughts. Like that's more thoughts. I don't even know how many thoughts that is. That's probably more thoughts than I'll have in my entire life. But he can do those things because, you know, he's God. He's thinking about you. He wants to know you. Let's look at Exodus. This is fun. Exodus chapter 6. I'm going to go a couple places here. Exodus 6 verse 2. 
This is God speaking to Moses. Say Moses. How many of you guys know who Moses is? Everybody know who Moses is? This is God speaking to Moses. And this is what he says. He says, I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, as God Almighty. But by my name, Yahweh, I did not make myself known to them. God is talking to Moses and he says, hey, Mo, to your, to your ancestors, to, your, you know, to, to, the, to the old guys, I revealed myself as, as El Shaddai. I revealed myself as the all-powerful, almighty God. But man, I really like you. And so you know what? Today, I'm going to reveal my name to you. Not just my title, but here's my name. My name is Yahweh. I'm the God that has a name. And by the way, why don't you go tell the rest of the people? A couple of verses later, he says, go and tell the people that I am Yahweh. You have a God who has a name. He wants to be personal with you. He wants you to know who he is. He is not distant. He is not far from you. He wants his people to know that he is close. Flip on over a few more chapters in Exodus 33. Exodus 33, verse seven. Now Moses, say Moses. Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. That's why we made this tent over here. We just modeled it after that. That's not true at all. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord or while Yahweh spoke with Moses. Verse 11, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. God would speak to Moses like they were bros. He would hang out in this tent with Moses. Moses would hang out. He would, they'd set up camp and Moses would be like, all right, here's our camp. Go out there. Let's set up a tent. This is where if you want to go talk to God, go out there and that's where you'll do it. And then Moses would go out to this tent and he would hang out with God and he would talk to them face to face. Verse 14, God said to Moses, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and what? And I know you by name. Exodus 6, God reveals himself as the God who has a name, the God that will reveal himself to you personally. Exodus 33, he reveals himself as the God that knows you by name. We are invited to hang out, to have a personal, real relationship, conversation with God. How many of you have friends? Anybody have friends? Don't raise your hand, because then the people that don't raise their hand, everybody, that's just weird. But most of us have friends. I don't know about you, but when I have friends, I normally talk with them, right? That's normally what I do is I have friends, so I talk to them. And if I don't talk to them, usually, if I haven't talked to one of my friends in a long time, the next time I see them, it, we, what do we do when we see each other? 
we talk. Like, it's not like I, if I haven't seen one of my, my, my buddies in a long time, like, and, and we haven't talked or anything, and, and I see him, I'm like, oh, hey, good to see you. Why don't you just sit there silently, and I'll sit here silently, and we'll just call it a good time. No, that's not what you do. When you have friends, when you have a relationship with people, you talk with them. We have been invited to have relationship with the living God, and he has set it up that we get to talk with him. And so next time someone asks you why you pray, next time they're like, hey, I've prayed before and and I didn't feel like I got an answer. Why do you pray? You should look at them like they're crazy. That should be the craziest question we've ever asked. Why pray? Why? Why? Because I get to. Because I can. It's my privilege I get to talk to God. God talks to me. Why wouldn't I pray? Why wouldn't I do that? Of course I'm going to. Now here's the deal. As we talk to him, we get to know him. We get close to him. We get to find out who he is. See, prayer is not mostly about what we get. It's mostly about who we get. We get Jesus close and personal and he, the, the Jesus that wants to speak to you and that says that you will hear his voice and respond to him. And because of that, as we get to know him, I want real quickly give you two things that will happen when we become people that pray. The first thing is that when we pray, we get changed. When we pray, it energizes our spirit. It it causes us to get to know who God is and we come alive as God fills us. This is what Mother Teresa said. Mother Teresa said, love to pray. Feel often during the day the need for prayer and take trouble to pray. Because this is why prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself. I'll say that again. Prayer enlarges your heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself. Ask and seek, and your heart will grow big enough to receive him. When we pray, we get God. Prayer is not mostly duty-based. It's not bo- mostly out of, oh, I just ha- this is something I have to do. As a Christian, I'm told I'm supposed to pray. And so I, I, just, I have to get up in the morning and pray, or I have to pray three times a day, or I got to pray before I go to bed. It's just something I have to do. No, 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 that's not what prayer is. Prayer is not earning anything. It's not like, well, if I'm, if I'm going to be a good Christian, I have to pray. You know, if I'm going to do, if I want something, then I have to pray. You know, prayer is not about what we can gain. Prayer is mostly about our hearts being energized by being with God, seeing him, finding out who he is. And we get our spirits come alive. In Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. We love to say that verse saying that God will give you the desires of your heart. But here's the deal. The first part is your desire is him. Delight yourself in God, then he'll give you the desires of your heart. Listen, I want us to be people that when we pray, we see, we see God answer right away. The way that we get to do that is by getting to know who he is, getting close to him. Our spirits get energized, our hearts come alive. We get to know who he is. We get to find out what he loves, what he likes. It's kind of like, so, so this is my wife, Amy, over here. Everybody say, hi, Amy. She's the greatest Christian I know. She loves Jesus more than anybody I know. And it's kind of like, in our, we've, we've been married for four years next month. 
I know her. Yeah. I've known her for a long time. We dated for three years. Say, oh my gosh. Three years. Yeah, it's a long time. Trust me. I had people asking me when I was going to, you know, marry her after six months. And I endured that for two and a half more years. I know her better today than I did when we got married. The more we hang out, the more we talk, the more I get to know her. And do you know what that means? It means that I actually get to know the things she likes. I get to know the things she doesn't like. And so if there's something that I request of her, if, if, if I want to ask her something, I usually know what she's going to say before I ask. So for instance, let's say it's a Saturday, you know, random time, noon, and uh, there's a Sooner football game on. I mean, this is purely hypothetical. You know, there's a football game and I'm watching the football game. If she's sitting next to me, staring at the TV, because she doesn't watch the game, she stares at the TV. This is true. I'll be like, did you see that play? And she'll be like, oh, sorry, I was just looking at the TV. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> if, I'm to, if I turn to her and I was like, hey, Aim, um, if I turn this game off, would you be willing to just sit here and talk with me? Um her answer is going to be yes every time. She's not going to be like, no, I don't want to talk with you. No, I don't think that's really good. I really just want to stare at the TV. No, 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 no. If I'm like, can I turn this game off so that we can just talk? She's going to be like, uh, yeah, that would be great. Listen, as we get to spend time with God, as we get to know him, we all of a sudden get to know his heart. And all of a sudden we get to know what he loves and what he likes. And we get to pray the things that are on his heart. Jesus, when he taught us how to pray, said, your kingdom come, your will be done. The way we get to know his will is by getting to know him. And so if we want to know that our prayers are going to be answered, if we want to be people that say, listen, when I pray, I see God answer it. It's because we get to know him. And then we ask him, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. And all of a sudden, our batting average of prayer goes up. Because we're not praying with selfish motives, we're praying with godly motives. When we pray, we get changed, we get energized, and we actually find out what's on his heart, and we get to partner with him and be a part of actual change, be a part of calling forth revival, be a part of calling forth for social change, be a part of calling forth for life change. And when we pray, we can pray with confidence that our prayers will be answered, that we get to know him. John 15, verse seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Listen, if our primary motivation to pray is that we get to hang out and know God, then what we're gonna find is that when we pray, we actually begin to see God answer our prayers because we are drawing closer to him and getting to know his heart and he's putting his desires into our heart. And so then we pray what is on his heart and we start to see him move. We start to see him move in our surroundings. We start to see miracles happening, but we're not praying out of selfish motivation. We're praying because I've connected with my King. I've connected with my God. I know it's on his heart and my heart is broken for this person because they are suffering. And so because he wants them to be healed, I'm gonna pray for them to be healed. And because we have the right motivation, we've connected with him, we can pray with confidence. First John 5, 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will, 
He hears us. We gotta find out what his will is. The way to find out his will is to get to know him, draw close to him, find out who he is. God wants to talk with you. OMG, he wants to talk with you. Oh, that, that's our prayer. My God, you actually wanna talk to me. And when we see that, it changes everything. Our hearts are drawn to him. We start to talk with him. You can read a book called Practicing the Presence of God. It's about Brother Lawrence. And he's, it's the idea of praying throughout your day. What happens when you start to pray while you're mowing the lawn? While you start to pray, just little, little, you know, two sentence prayers, just, just remembering God's presence all day long. You know, when you're doing dishes, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're doing homework, or I know you don't want to think about homework yet, it's still summer, but when you're, whenever, whatever you're doing, what happens when we start to commune with him as if he's really there because he always is. And he's always wanting to talk with us. We can grow in relationship. We can cultivate that relationship. And as we cultivate that relationship, we can have confidence in approaching his throne and asking for anything because we know him. Corey, if you guys wanna go ahead and come on out. We're gonna worship for a little bit and then we're gonna take time to pray together. And so I, here's what I want us to do. I wanna, I wanna go, ahead, go ahead and stand. Yeah, and actually go ahead. If you wanna come down front for worship, that's okay. But while you do that, I wanna pray for some of us to begin with. I wanna pray for those of you that are here today and maybe, maybe you've tried prayer and you've had this perspective of that you, when you've prayed, you haven't seen God move. You feel like you've prayed for specific things and God hasn't answered those prayers. You feel like you've prayed and, and you've asked God and you haven't seen it. And because of that, shh, because of that, your heart's gotten kind of hard. So even this week, maybe as people, have, as we've talked about prayer, you've been like, I just don't know. And it's, maybe it's easy here, but you're worried about going home. And you're worried about once I get home, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pray because it's, it's hard when I feel like I've prayed and God hasn't answered. If that's you, I just, I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for the softening of your heart. So if you feel like there's just this, there's been this doubt or there's been this difficulty in prayer, I'm going to go ahead and just, just put your hands out like this. I want to pray for you. Jesus, I pray for every person with their hands outstretched. God, I thank you that you see that even now as a prayer to you. And God, I pray that you would soften their heart, that you would give them the grace to pray and to seek you. More than anything, Jesus, I ask that they would be enthralled with who you are that they would be excited about the, the truth, that they get to speak with you, that they get to know you and that you know them and that you will move in your conversations, that you will move in their hearts and in their lives. We're gonna take a little bit of time just to worship first, because even as I, the whole premise of this whole thing is the bigger that we know our God is, the more awesome we think it is that he wants to hang out with us. And so worship is a really huge part of prayer because when we worship, we're singing our prayers. We've said this already. When we pray, it's an act of worship. They go together, but, but when we worship, when we're singing about how big and awesome and great God is, 
It reminds us how incredible it is that he wants to be in relationship with us. How incredible it is that he wants to speak to us. And he wants to hear from us. You have a God. He is infinite. And yet, he's intimate with each one of you. He is huge and awesome. Beyond searching out. And yet, he wants to reveal himself personally to each one of you. And so let's take these next couple minutes and let's just look on who he is and declare how great he is. And in so doing, be reminded, yeah, that great God, he loves me. He wants to hang out with me. He wants to speak with me.